Hi St. James, this is the Sermon in English for the week of the 21st of February 2021. Um, our two readings are one from Genesis and one from Mark. So I'm going to read them both and you can, if you've got a Bible, read along with me and then we'll chat about them. So the first reading is Genesis 9 and it's starting at verse 8 and finishing at verse 17. So it's Genesis 9. 8 to 17. Then God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants, and with all the animals that are on the boat with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, every living creature on earth. Yes, I'm confirming my covenant with you. Never again will floodwaters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. Then God said, I'm giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is a sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I send clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds and I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. Never again will the flood waters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth. Then God said to Noah, yes, this rainbow is the sign of the covenant I am confirming with all creatures on earth. Our second reading is taken from Mark. It's Mark 1, 9 to 15. That's Mark 1, 9 to 15. One day, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and John baptised him in the River Jordan. As Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. The Spirit then compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness, where he was tempted by Satan for forty days. He was out amongst the wild animals, and angels took care of him. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee where he preached God's good news. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. So, I think we ought to pray. We ought to pray before we speak. Father God, thank you for your word to us today. Thank you that you are always with. And we pray, Father, that as we look at these readings, you would speak to our hearts. Make us more like you. Help us to have a Jesus-centred version of our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, our Old Testament reading seems to be all about rainbows. Rainbows and promises. And rainbows are funny things because it's just light shining through the rain, water, and showing us the colour of light, the spectrum of colour. It's really pretty, but somehow to our hearts it always feels magical. Um, if, there's always lots of, if when you look on the internet at rainbows, there's always a magicalness and a sparkliness and a, coming from Ireland, a leprechauniness about rainbows and promise and wealth. 
in June last year, Paul Hollywood, Great British Bake Off, was discussing, discussing these rainbow-coloured bagels that asked people to make. And he was saying, well, of course, rainbows are representative of the NHS in these difficult times. And uh, the whole gay population, not the whole, there was a lot of noise. People were saying, what? Rainbows aren't for the NHS. They've been for gay pride. Rainbows are about gay pride. They've always been about gay pride. They've been about gay pride for ages because we're all different. And yet together we make something beautiful and magical. And then they became about the Red Cross. I mean, at the NHS, they symbolise so much. And for Christians, it's even more. With rainbows to us, our remembrance, reminders of God's promise to us. Promises to hold us and to look after us. Sometimes there's a picture of Noah and his ark underneath the rainbow. Look how God looked after Noah and his ark. Here's a rainbow. God keeps his promise with us forever. But we've just read in our Genesis reading that the rainbow is not a sign just for humans. It's a sign in verse 10 with all living things. It's a sign to all the animals, the wild animals, wild animals and the animals in the ark that God would not wash away the earth again. Why did he wash away the earth to begin with? Do you know, there's some different myths from the same place, from different cultures around that area, all trying to explain this big um, flood. And uh, some people, some cultures thought it was gods being bored and wanting to play, so they sent some rain. And some people think it's about uh, gods being really, really angry. But the Bible story is different. In Genesis 6, verse 5, we learn the Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was constantly and totally evil. Why was there a flood? Was it because God was bored? No. Was it because God was angry? No. It's because we were constantly and totally evil in our imagination and in the things we did. We bought the flood, not the creatures. And so this is a promise to the creatures. God says, I won't do it again. The cost of washing the whole earth away is so great, it's too great. They're still going to be evil. What will we do? And it starts saying the seeds of the story of the cross. How does God protect creation and the whole world from us? I won't do it again, God says. When we see a rainbow, it's a sign to us, but to every other living thing, God says, I've got it covered. I won't wash away again. After the story finishes in our reading, pretty quickly actually, um, Noah comes out of the ark and he does a bit of gardening and he builds a vineyard and he makes some wine and he gets drunk 
and he ends up asleep naked in the tent. One thing leads to another, he curses his godson, and we have this immediate return to shame and sin and broken relationships and if feels like they need another rainbow doesn't it at the random is going oh no <laughs> here they go again another rainbow girl's going don't worry i've got it covered i won't do it again i know i can see they're messing up again i won't do it again i've got you covered Somehow we use a rainbow to remind us that God keeps his promises to us. God keeps us safe. But in our biblical story, that's not the point of the rainbow. It's not God's promises to look after us. It's God's promises in spite of us. The rainbow reminds us that God keeps his promise to us and to all of creation. It's a promise that says you won't pay for the mess they are creating in spite of the mess you will not pay i've got this when the bible verse the, our story says um when the clouds cover the earth when i send clouds over the earth in verse 14 the rainbow will appear in the clouds and I will remember my covenant. Rainbows always come with clouds. You don't get rainbows without clouds for obvious uh, scientific reasons, but also in our story as the promise. Clouds represent dark times, stormy times or sad times. And God says, whatever the outcome of this sad time, Earth won't pay. I've got it covered. Jesus, in our New Testament story, is compelled by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. I don't know if God has ever taken your hand and led you somewhere you didn't really want to go. And it's led you to a place where you've known his promise more. When I was uh, 18 and living in Belgium, I made a promise to God. I said, God, send me anywhere in the world. I want to live for you. I want the sum total of who I am to be for you. Send me anywhere. Don't send me to England. Just don't send me to England. Or well, I'd lived in England from the age of 10 to the age of 13 and had an awful, awful time. Hi, St. James. This is the sermon in English for the week of the 21st of February, 2021. Um, our two readings are one from Genesis and one from Mark. So I'm going to read them both and you can, if you've got a Bible, read along with me and then we'll chat about them. So the first reading is Genesis 9 and it's starting at verse 8 and finishing at verse 17. So it's Genesis 9, 8 to 17. Then God told Noah and his sons. I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants and with all the animals that are on the boat with you, the birds, the livestock and all the wild animals, every living creature on earth. Yes, I'm confirming my covenant with you. Never again will flood waters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. Then God said, I'm giving you a sign of my covenant with you. 
and with all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is a sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I send clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds and I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. Never again will the flood waters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth. Then God said to Noah, yes, this rainbow is the sign of the covenant I am confirming with all creatures on earth. Our second reading is taken from Mark. It's Mark 1, 9 to 15. That's Mark 1, 9 to 15. One day, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and John baptised him in the river Jordan. As Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove, and a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. The Spirit then compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness, where he was tempted by Satan for forty days. He was out amongst the wild animals, and angels took care of him. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee where he preached God's good news. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. So, I think we ought to pray. We always pray before we speak. Father God, thank you for your word to us today. Thank you that you are always with us. And we pray, Father, that as we look at these readings, you would speak to our hearts. Make us more like you. Help us to have a Jesus-centred version of our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, our Old Testament reading seems to be all about rainbows. Rainbows and promises. And rainbows are funny things because it's just light shining through the rain, water, and showing us the colour of light, the spectrum of colour. It's really pretty, but somehow to our hearts it always feels magical. Um, if there's always lots of, if when you look on the internet at rainbows, there's always a magicalness and a sparkliness and a, coming from Ireland, a leprechauniness about rainbows and promise and wealth. In June last year, Paul Hollywood, Great British Bake Off, was discussing, discussing these rainbow-coloured bagels that asked people to make. And he was saying, well, of course, rainbows are representative of the NHS in these difficult times. And uh, the whole gay population, not the whole, there was a lot of noise, people were saying, what? Rainbows aren't for the NHS. They've been for gay pride. Rainbows are about gay pride. They've always been about gay pride. They've been about gay pride for ages because we're all different and yet together we make something beautiful and magical. And then they became about the Red Cross. I mean, at the NHS, they symbolise so much. And for Christians, it's even more. With rainbows to us, our remembrance, reminders of God's promise to us promises to hold us and to look after us. Sometimes there's a picture of Noah and his ark underneath the rainbow. Look how God looked after Noah and his ark. 
here's a rainbow. God keeps his promise with us forever. But we've just read in our Genesis reading that the rainbow is not a sign just for humans. It's a sign in verse 10 with all living things. It's a sign to all the animals, the wild animals, wild animals and the animals in the ark that God would not wash away the earth again. Why did he wash away the earth to begin with? Do you know, there's some different myths from the same place, from different cultures around that area, all trying to explain this big um, flood. And uh, some people, some cultures thought it was God's being bored and wanting to play, so they sent some rain. And some people think it's about uh, God's being really, really angry. But the Bible story is different. In Genesis 6, verse 5, we learn the Lord observe, observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth. And he saw that everything they thought or imagined was constantly and totally evil. Why was there a flood? Was it because God was bored? No. Was it because God was angry? No. It's because we were constantly and totally evil in our imagination and in the things we did. We bought the flood, not the creatures. And so this is a promise to the creatures. God says, I won't do it again. The cost of washing the whole earth away is so great, it's too great. They're still going to be evil. What will we do? And it starts sowing the seeds of the story of the cross. How does God protect creation and the whole world from us? I won't do it again, God says. When we see a rainbow, it's a sign to us, but to every other living thing, God says, I've got it covered. I won't wash away again. After the story finishes in our reading, pretty quickly actually, um, Noah comes out of the ark and he does a bit of gardening and he builds a vineyard and he makes some wine and he gets drunk and he ends up asleep naked in the tent. One thing leads to another, he curses his godson and we have this immediate return to shame and sin and broken relationships and if feels like they need another rainbow doesn't it at the random is going oh no <laughs> here they go again another rainbow goes going don't worry i've got it covered i won't do it again i know i can see they're messing up again i won't do it again i've got you covered Somehow we use a rainbow to remind us that God keeps his promises to us. God keeps us safe. But in our biblical story, that's not the point of the rainbow. It's not God's promises to look after us. It's God's promises in spite of us. The rainbow reminds us that God keeps his promise to us and to all of creation. It's a promise that says you won't 
pay for the mess they are creating. In spite of the mess, you will not pay. I've got this. When the Bible verse, the, our story says, um, when the clouds cover the earth, when I send clouds over the earth, in verse 14, the rainbow will appear in the clouds and I will remember my covenant. Rainbows always come with clouds. You don't get rainbows without clouds for obvious uh, scientific reasons, but also in our story as the promise. Clouds represent dark times, stormy times or sad times. And God says, whatever the outcome of this sad time, earth won't pay. I've got it covered. Jesus, in our New Testament story, is compelled by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. I don't know if God has ever taken your hand and led you somewhere you didn't really want to go. And it's led you to a place where you've known his promise more. When I was uh, 18 and living in Belgium, I made a promise to God. I said, God, send me anywhere in the world. I want to live for you. I want the sum total of who I am to be for you. Send me anywhere. Don't send me to England. Just don't send me to England. Or well, I'd lived in England from the age of 10 to the age of 13 and had an awful, awful time. And I just, I would rather have sent, been sent anywhere than back here. To UK and yet God said take my hand let's go and that year I met Steve and I'm still here but actually I have grown a great fondness for a UK since then but God compels Jesus to go into the wilderness and it's a place of great danger it's a place of great hunger and thirst. It's a place of wild animals and it's a place of Satan. It is dark clouds. And yet in verse 13, Mark points out, and angels took care of him. He was not abandoned. He was not alone. Angels took care of him. Sometimes it's in our grey times where we make our biggest mistakes. It's when we feel so hopeless that we find different ways of coping and that's when we make our most awful mistakes. Jesus had angels looking after him. I love to avoid dark clouds uh, and, but it feels like we are a bit surrounded by them at the moment. We have the dark clouds for the pressures of work. People who I know who are working from home, you are working harder than you ever work in the office. You are working your travel time and your lunch time and your snack time and your water cooler time. It's just work. But you're also dealing with the pressures of winter, of cold and of dark. We're dealing with the pressures of isolation, of being stuck inside and stuck on our own. We're dealing with the pressures of insecure jobs and actually insecure environments. We don't know what companies will still be there at the end of all of this. We are dealing with the pressures, therefore, of unknown. 
We simply don't know what high streets will look like. We don't know what school will look like or work will look like. We don't know when or how holiday will look like. We're dealing with the pressures of fear. Fear of a virus. And for some people now, the fear of going out, they haven't gone out for so long. The fear of seeing people, the fear of illness. And on top of that, the fear of exhaustion. People are talking about parent burnout. Just exhausted. And it's been a year. This is where we meet angels. In these dark times, we will have these crazy coping techniques. Some of them will be great, obviously, but we're human, so they won't all be great. There'll be too much eaten and too much drunk. There'll be not enough exercise. There'll be definitely in our house too much on Pinterest, too much on Instagram, too much on Facebook as we try and deal with all of these clouds. But I think the message to us now is angels are looking after you. Angels are tending you as we deal with these dark grey times. And there's more than that. In these dark grey times, you will mess up. We will make mistakes. We are tired and we're scared. We will. We will find strange ways of coping that aren't always good for us. For as much as we mess up though, it is okay. For as much as we find coping mechanisms that hurt ourselves or the environment, it's not great. I don't say it's good. I'm saying God's got it. He won't wash the earth anymore or ever again. His plan is Jesus. His plan was Jesus. His plan will be Jesus. On the cross there is where God floods the earth again and makes us clean and makes us fit. It is God's grace. And so while we are in the middle of grey times, God has it covered. Do not beat yourselves up because God has it covered. Do not worry because God has it covered. He will cover our sin. He will make it okay. The trick is to keep breathing. So let's offer up to God today our coping mechanisms, good and bad. Our honest feelings about life in dark clouds. Our worries for the creation that we see that we are ruining. And the remembrance of that promise that in spite of us, God has got it covered. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you are always with us. Thank you that in grey and dark and cloudy times, you remind us that we cannot fall from your grace. 
we cannot be too low that you are not with us or too bad that you will not cover us. Thank you for your rainbow promise that however much we mess up, you have got it covered. Thank you, Father, that you covered it on the cross. That instead of creation paying, you paid. Father, comfort us and keep us following close to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.